for the emotional health, you know, getting outside, connecting with friends, connecting with community. You know, if you know some other people that have had a baby recently, just talking with them, knowing that you're not alone. You're not the only one experiencing all of these different emotions. What's up, what's up? Anthony Bascalia here with another episode of the Clear Lens Movement, where I interview guests that inspire and educate others to have a more fulfilling life. If it's your first time listening in on the show, welcome. I interview guests with perspectives in health and wellness, emotional intelligence, psychology, social science, leadership, and killer life experience that can inspire others to have a more fulfilling life. Today's featured guest is Christy Rodriguez. Christy is a pre- and post-natal wellness expert and advocate. She is the owner and founder of Pure Nurture, a business devoted to educating and inspiring women to nurture and nourish themselves through pregnancy, birth, and postpartum period. As a holistic health coach and registered yoga teacher specializing in pre- and postnatal wellness, Christy works with individual clients as well as teaching classes and workshops both in person and online. In a supportive, non-judgmental way, Christy helps her clients and students live healthier, happier, and more energetic lives. So now, Christy, Christy, as you sit in the gold seat during this interview, you will need a golden item. And I'm curious, what gold item did you bring on the show and what's it mean to you? So I don't have a real gold item. I have, it's rose gold, but Ooh. I thought that that would count. <laughs> it does. I'll let it count. Yeah, it's my smartphone. So I have mixed emotions about this little item. It's great because it keeps me connected. It, you know, it holds all the photos of all of my loved ones, helps to keep me organized with my schedule and my calendar, also helps me meditate. There's some great meditation meditation apps out there. And, you know, it entertains me with music and more. However, it can also suck me in and distract me from life. So I have to be sure to set boundaries with this little item. Yes, it's definitely a balance, right? Because it's such a powerful tool. But, you know, it's very useful, right? It does it does so many tasks for you all in one. And mm-hmm. and yeah, that's awesome. It counts, right? So rose gold is gold. So <laughs> don't worry. It's a great item and it will be good. So share with the gold members list listening in about just your inspirations to start your pure nurture business. So it really is my, my two daughters are my inspiration. I, you know, I've been working as a health coach for years, even prior to becoming a mom, I was a health coach and I've been interested in wellness and health for a really long time. However, it wasn't until I was pregnant with my first daughter that I realized that I wanted to work specifically in the area of pre and postnatal wellness. When I was pregnant with my first daughter, I had some challenges and I also saw a lot of my friends going through their pregnancies, dealing with different challenges, not only physically, mentally, emotionally. And so I felt that there was just so much lacking in the area of support for women during this really special time in their lives. So it inspired me to not only create this business, I actually had a health coaching business I closed down during my second pregnancy and took about a year off, a year and a half off. And in that time, my desire to learn more about pregnancy, health and wellness, I went back to school, got a second certification in prenatal health coaching, also a second certification as a prenatal yoga teacher, started writing my book, and then opened Pure Nurture when my second daughter was about a year old. And, you know, it's all I've been doing ever since. And I just, I just love it. You know, I just really love supporting women, you know, to feel their best, not only helping them to feel better and to feel healthier, but also, you know, supporting their growing baby, creating a really healthy foundation for their growing baby, because everything that they do to take care of themselves, they're ultimately doing to take care of their, their babies as well. 
Yes. What a great business to be a part of, though, because it all starts with with a mother. And, you know, you really want to make sure she's at her best and, you know, feels at ease during this whole process. Because because, yeah, it can just be a very stressful time, I can imagine. And and yeah, just for everyone involved. And so I'm glad that you're on the forefront of easing some of that stress. And and yeah, my my next question for you is, you know, I want to know more about that postpartum depression. Right. And if, you know, maybe males can experience similar feelings or maybe just start off with what's what's a postpartum depression. So there's there, there, there's a, a range. And so, you know, we talk a lot of people talk about baby blues. And, you know, whenever you have a baby, your hormones automatically begin to shift after the baby. After the baby's born, your body starts to change. Hormones are changing. If you're breastfeeding, hormones are changing. And, and it's it's a lot going on, mm. not only physically, physiologically, but also, you know, there's lack of sleep. There's just the change. Even if you're going from not being a parent to being a first time parent, or if you're going from having two or three kids to having four or five kids, you know, I mean, it really doesn't matter if it's your first or fourth pregnancy um, or birth. It's, it's always new. There's always changes and every baby is different and every pregnancy is different. Every birth is different. So it's dealing with those changes that can create a lot of, um, a lot of emotional distress, a lot of emotional stress. And there's, so there's that. And then there's baby blues, which can take it a little bit deeper, a little bit more serious. And the mood can be a little bit, um, you know, just a little bit more challenging and feeling a little bit lower. And then there's the next level that, you know, there's a scale and there's a, a questionnaire that, that people can take to really determine how severe is it and do they have postpartum depression? And it, it is true. Men can also experience postpartum depression. There's actually a term for it called PPND, which is paternal postnatal depression. And it's, you know, it really just comes along with all of the changes and all of the, in the stress that we can experience. And, you know, becoming a parent is challenging no matter what. And, you know, along with the joy and the amazing feelings that you can have and the incredible amount of love you can have for this little baby, it really is amazing, but it can all be mixed up. It it's really can be all mixed up. And so, you know, it's important, it's important to note if, you know, if you are having a low or sad mood is it coming is it coming more frequently or you know is is there a significant loss in interest in doing the things that you normally love you know sleep is disturbed because of the new baby which is common but are there other sleep disturbances that that go beyond just having a newborn in the house are you having persistent fatigue or feelings of just not being able to get through the day there's just it's a, it's a matter of really knowing yourself knowing your loved one and being aware of what's going on so that if they if the feelings are getting worse or getting more persistent that you can seek the help you know the help that you need and yeah it can happen for both mom and for dad wow yeah that's it's it's very interesting and fascinating and i can only just imagine again just how how hectic that time might be and again just you know the body is physically altering um for the female you know's role but like you were saying again you know the other partner can can just as well experience experience this, you know, postpartum depression or maybe just even the blues of of just the whole event. And and yeah, so I mean, the next I mean, question I have again is, is how can new parents maybe just 
prepare for this time in their lives and minimize these symptoms? Yeah. So, you know, prevention is really is key. Asking for help, asking for what you need. A lot of times, especially for the mom, we want to be able to do it all. We want to be able to take care of our baby and still cook and still clean and still do and just get everything done. But sometimes, especially when there's lack of sleep, it, everything becomes a little bit more challenging. You know, having maybe having some someone set up to bring you some meals and, and and or someone to come and help you clean up or do the laundry, any little thing that you can get. I always say that, you know, people are looking for baby gifts or shower gifts or when they come over to meet the baby for the first time, rather than bringing, bringing a new onesie or a new rattle for the baby, maybe bring over a fresh, you know, something freshly cooked or maybe bring over a gift certificate for delivery service. You know, I think the gifts of service, especially in that postpartum period right after the baby comes home, I think that's key. And so that can really support um, support the family in just getting through that, that, that those first weeks home. It really is, you know, helpful. And for the emotional health, you know, getting outside, connecting with friends, connecting with community. You know, if you know some other people that have had a baby recently, just talking with them, knowing that you're not alone. You're not the only one experiencing all of these different emotions, you know, the amount of love that you're having or the amount of stress that you're having or the concerns you're having of just, you know, breastfeeding or, um, you know, changing a diaper, bathing the baby, you know, all of those things, you know, sometimes it comes easily, sometimes it comes naturally, and sometimes it doesn't. So it's nice to be able to get help and have support. There's a lot of new moms or new parent support groups out there that can be helpful. And just practicing self-care. So, you know, as the mom and as the dad or the or the caregivers are caring for this brand new baby, who's caring for them? Who's caring for them? So, you know, there's a lot of need for mothering the new mother and parenting the new parents and supporting them. And then there's a lot of room for self-care. We're so focused on the baby, but we have to take care of ourselves so we have more to give. So determining what self-care means to you. Self-care can mean taking five minutes and going outside and just walking around the neighborhood for, you know, for a couple of minutes, or it can mean taking a bath. It can mean, you know, really anything at all. It just really means if I'm feeling exhausted, what's something I can do right now that'll care for me, that it will lift me up. If I'm feeling stressed out and anxious, what's something I can do right now that will help to calm me and relax me. Um, So tuning in with whatever self-care means to you and figuring that out and making sure that you're taking care of yourself as much as you're taking care of the new baby. Mm, yes, I think that's super important, right? That self-care piece that you're you're mentioning and just on the side of, you know, mental wellness, right? And just being being able to com- come back to who you are, right? And remembering right. the simple things that make you happy because now, you know, I've just, you know, recently became an uncle, you know, maybe a couple of years ago, but it's still, yeah, so, so exci- it's such an exciting time and you do want to just share so much of your knowledge with the, with the child. But again, I'm not really in it every single day. And, and um, I can imagine just the, again, just the, the amount of attention that you need to to bring to a child. And do you think, I mean, I would imagine, and I kind of just hear this from maybe just new parents, is just the amount of worry that like they need to be there all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, is that is that now, you know, just an irrational belief or is that something that like, you know, you can take a break? Um, but yeah, most people it's, tune into that. Yeah, I think that most new parents feel that way. And I think that it just takes time. It takes baby steps 
to realize that your baby can be with grandma or with a caregiver, someone else so that you can go do something for yourself. I'll I'll never forget when, um, you know, I had just, I was in the hospital. I just had my baby and they, the nurse came in and said, okay, I'm going to take her for her hearing test. And I looked at my husband and I said, follow them. Cause I just did not want my baby to be out of our sight. Uh And, and it just, it's, I mean, I think it's just a natural sense that the parents have of doing everything that they can to be there, watch the baby, watch over the baby. I remember bringing my daughter home for the first time after coming home from the hospital and laying her in the bassinet next to my bed. And I laid down and I looked at her and I thought, how can I ever close my eyes again? I just couldn't even imagine taking my eyes off of her. And because in the hospital, I actually did not sleep at all. I was just awake the entire time. I was just so excited. And so, and then eventually you do. And I remember leaving, leaving the house for the very first time. And the fact that these memories are so vivid for me and still so fresh almost six years later, you know, it shows how, how, what a big deal it was for me. And I never forget going out to dinner with my husband and leaving my baby with my mom at home. And I I was a nervous wreck and I made sure that we went to the, a restaurant close to our house and I had my cell phone on me, you know, it, it, it it was baby steps and little Mm. by little. And then eventually, you know, everything starts to get back to a new normal and you relax a little bit into parenthood, but it is, it's, it can be hard and, you know, and it's, it's just so new and you don't want to leave your baby out of your sight, but eventually you do and you realize it's okay. Yeah. Right. I like that. I think that's such a good strategy to remind yourself baby steps, you know, um, Uh you know, you can leave and and you should leave, you know, eventually, Uh right. To get that Uh self care in. And, and it's so true. Um, I'm wondering any other kind of anxieties that can kind of get brought up with, with new mothers that you can maybe share or maybe you hear is a common kind of anxious thought that they come to you for? Um, so I think there are so, there are so many and they're different for different moms. And yeah. again, you know, we had mentioned postpartum depression. And so I actually had postpartum depression after, um, with my first pregnancy after I had my first daughter and I would have really crazy thoughts. And I think that's one of the things there's normal, you know, there's a range. So of course, you know, you're going to have fears of, you know, especially, you know, putting your baby down at night and hoping that they're going to be okay or, um, being able to breastfeed, making sure your baby's having enough, uh, enough milk or having, you know, if they're getting fed enough, if they're going to the bathroom enough and just wanting to keep them safe all the time. And then there's thoughts that can get into the realm of being, you know, becoming obsessive or there's just, you know, the anxiety level becomes to a whole new level that's a little bit more intense. And for example, uh, for me, I would be walking by our railing of the, on the second floor and the railing to the, to downstairs. And I would literally hold my daughter really tight and walk so fast past the railing because I just imagine how easily she could be dropped over the railing. Like my mind would just imagine that even though I knew, I knew that I would never do that. The thought flashed in my head of how easily that could happen. And it terrified. And, and so that was one of the thoughts that I, you know, started making me realize, I think there's something else going on here. And then eventually I was diagnosed with postpartum depression. So it's a range. It's a range. And I think if you are having obsessive compulsive thoughts or really scary, 
scary thoughts frequently, then that is definitely a time to to get help. But other than that, if they're just not, you know, other lower level types of fears, talking to your partner, talking to your friends, just being able to talk about it and express your feelings with others, especially other moms that have been there can be really helpful. Yeah, I can see that. I can imagine again, just how anxious you must have been going, uh, just been going through and all that, all the anxieties that go with it. And it just sounds like you got super, yeah, just like hyperactive, right? In essence of like you, everything became, you know, risk and a hazard. And yeah, I can just again see how just those railings, because I have those sometimes when, you know, crossing a bridge, I do think of like, ooh, what if I just slipped across? Like, man, that would be a gnarly fall. But then if I had those with maybe my my child and my new baby, I think I would have similar thoughts as well, right? Like, oh no, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if we can cross this bridge. It's too dangerous. Um, mm-hmm. And and yeah, but I'm so glad you got the the help. I mean, what was the um, the thing after, you know, being diagnosed? What were, what were those strategies on getting yourself back to, you know, maybe the baseline of just being, okay, I can handle this and I can do this as a mother? Mm-hmm. There were a few things. One is connecting with other women, you know, getting getting out of the house more often, connecting with friends. And then I started doing some meditation, some breathing techniques. I would go get massages. I would go to yoga. It was really anything I could do to relax my nervous system because I was on high alert. I was very anxious. You know, I was, I kind of went between, you know, something that doesn't get talked about very often is postpartum anxiety. And so I was dealing with a kind of an array of postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety. And so, you know, there was just a a lot of those things helped me a lot. And then I did end up having to go on um, an antidepressant for a period of time, which I found supportive. And, and then if, when I wanted to get pregnant the second time, I weaned myself off of the post, um, off of the post, um, I'm sorry, the antidepressant and then setting up for my second pregnancy, I thought, I don't want that to happen again. So what can I do to, to prevent that from happening again? And that's where I learned how to ask for what I need. I didn't try to be superwoman and try to do everything on my own. Mm -hmm. And I hired a postpartum doula and I wish that every new mom could have a postpartum doula. I mean, that, that, that really was an incredible service. I didn't even know what a postpartum doula was. Yeah. Um, What is that? I've never heard. So yeah. So a doula is someone that comes in and they're, they basically support you through the labor and delivery. You know, they help you um, manage the, the birth and the delivery of the baby, not as a doctor or midwife would, but more as from, you know, an emotional standpoint or giving you a massage or giving you a cold cloth on your head. They really help to make that process more comfortable and really are your birth advocate. So that's a, that's a doula, a birth doula. And then a postpartum doula is a woman that has been trained and she will come into your home right after, or a few weeks after the baby comes home with you. And then they really help with anything that you need around the house. My postpartum doula helped with meal prep. She helped with laundry. She helped with baby wearing. So if I just needed to lay down, she would just wear my baby around the house um, and just walk around and hold a baby. Um, She also helped with um, teaching me some techniques for bathing my baby. She noticed that I was having some difficulty with uh, breastfeeding. So she asked if she could um, find a great lactation consultant and she contacted the lactation consultant for me. 
And when the lactation consultant came, she was there. She was supportive. She really was like a mother figure in my life. She was, you know, just an incredible support around the house and then with the baby and just for me emotionally. So I, that really helped me a lot. And then just continuing with some of the, some of the things that I used that I also have, you know, a lot of the book I wrote, a lot of it contains a lot of the information that I used to prevent postpartum depression the second time. And the, you know, just pure nurture, a holistic guide to a healthy baby. It is a holistic guide encompassing the mental, physical, and emotional aspects of well-being and the different things that can support you. And learning those things during pregnancy, you can automatically just carry them over right into postpartum period. Yeah. No, I think that's awesome. I think that that's such a good resource that you've just shared with us. And I think, yeah, like even me, I mean, again, <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to be getting pregnant anytime soon um, or ever. Um, but I I just I'm glad that you're, you're able to share this and and, you know, put out those resources because a lot of mothers um, or soon to be mothers or people who want to be mothers one day can totally benefit from that because, like you said, it just calms those anxieties down. You know, you call in an expert and I can I can just see like I'm already like, oh, OK, like maybe I'll get that for my wife. You know, that's mm-hmm. that sounds like a, such a good a doula. Like, OK, I got to look that up and make sure everything's going smooth because, yeah, I can imagine like family members. You said it, she was like a mother figure to you. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, I mean, you know, because most mothers always want to be a part of it. And sometimes it's that like, you know, maybe mother daughter kind of like they fight or bicker if, you know, because it's just such a, a stressful time and who, who, which way is right. You know, this is what they did, but this is what you want to do. And I can see that having an expert, like having a neutral figure in the house that knows exactly what to do, trains for it is so much more beneficial than having grandma around all the exactly. time. Exactly. Um, exactly. And especially when usually grandma hasn't ha- been around an infant for 30, you know, 20, 30 or right. 40 years. So, you know, I know that was the case for me, you know, and things just everything has changed so much when it comes to, you know, just, ha- you know, bringing the baby home and all of the different gadgets that we have now and, you know, the, the ideas for breastfeeding and, you know, all of the things, it, it, things are different. And then even for me, you know, with my oldest daughter being six, I and my little one being almost four, I forget, you know, there's so much of, of newborn, that newborn time that I forget. So imagine adding 30 years to that, you know, so to have a trained person in that knows everything there is to know about newborn care and postpartum healing, you know, it, it is, it's, it does make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Goal numbers don't go anywhere. We will be right back after a word from our sponsors. Have you ever wanted to change the world? Maybe you wish to see a kinder world. Well, now you can with Clear Lens Movement. Clear Lens Movement created glasses that have, well, clear lenses, and they symbolize a person seeing the world with a fresh perspective, free from hatred and stereotypes, and treating others with a little more respect regardless of who you see in front of you. Clear Lens Movement is taking these glasses and passing them out to others in kind ways. Some people pass them out with a compliment while others leave them at the register after paying for the person behind them in line for coffee. On all the glasses, there's a unique tracker code. This code can be tracked online in real time. So start a clear lens in California and watch it bounce around the country to New York or anywhere in the world for that matter. What are you waiting for? Head on over to clearlensmovement.com and see for yourself all the clear lenses in the world. Be sure to stop by the Clear Lens Movement store on the website and order your very own clear lens and join the movement. And we are back. Christy, I want to know, is there any you know holistic medicine that you would recommend or do you have any research in that? 
So there are so many different modalities for healing, for prevention, for well-being. And I think that there's a couple, you know, well, several that are my favorite, several modalities of, of holistic wellness that I particularly like. And those are massage, acupuncture, chiropractic, Reiki, essential oils, yoga, meditation. And I'm really just scratching the surface with those. Those are my all-time favorites, but there are so many. And the ones that I just mentioned, they're those are all great for pregnancy during during pregnancy. But the only thing with that is make sure that you're going to practitioners that have been trained in prenatal, for example, prenatal massage or acupuncture for pregnancy. Because that you know, there's a, obviously a ton of different practitioners out there, and then there's specific needs that pregnant women have, or there's certain contraindications for some of the work that they do for pregnant women. So you just want to make sure when you're going to see any type of practitioner to help you in just feeling your best. Make sure that they're they're trained and that, you know, if you are pregnant, that they specialize in prenatal wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and these things aren't necessarily considered, you know, like holist- holistic medicine. They're not considered medicine from a Western perspective, but these are all the things that help keep our mind, our body, and our emotions in balance and balance and, um, and functioning, functioning optimally. Mm-hmm. No, I think those are huge. Um, and you're right. There are so many things you can do, but it sounds like definitely the relaxing part of being of the holistic medicine, right? Just complete body relaxation with the the yoga, the the Reiki, the acupuncture. Um, and I've actually done all of those. And it's so important to, you know, I mean, it's it just in nature, they, it makes your body just relax a wholeheartedly, right? Mind, body right. and spirit. And it's, it's a huge benefit. So for people who are definitely feeling tense, just in any part of their life, definitely um, giving those a try. And I like that piece of advice too, to do a little research before just finding the most popular popular practitioner in town, but finding a practitioner that is specifically in, you know, prenatal or postnatal and, and yeah, just maybe just specifically of what you're going through can be very beneficial. So let's end inspired and share the best advice you have ever received. So let's see. I think the best advice is that, you know, it really comes down to intuition and your body and knowing your body, knowing what's best for you, knowing what's right for you. There's Mm -hmm. so much information out there. You know, there's just so much. And so we can get overwhelmed and it's hard to know what's right, whether, you know, whether that's about pregnancy or about diet or about fitness or, you know, I mean, it can be about anything, but specifically related to pregnancy and motherhood, you know, you're going to have friends and parents and doctors, everyone's going to be telling you what you should do and how to do things and what's the best way. And the best advice about that and about anything in life really that I've ever gotten is to take it all in, listen, learn, and then take the take the best, what's best for you, what's best for you and your family, and leave the rest. Oh, I love it. That's such a golden, golden piece right there. That's so true. If you have any questions about this episode with today's guest or myself, please reach out to clearlensmovement.com and comment under the show notes page. Remember, gold members, life isn't how you fall, but how you stand back up that matters, so never give up. Thank you, Christy, for being on the show and I wish you the very best in your journey. Thank you. See ya. And if this episode hasn't inspired you enough, head on over to the Clear Lens Movement website and see the tracker map that displays the wave of goodness that is spreading around the world. From the tracker map, you can click on any pair of glasses to read how Clear Lens Movement changed that person's view after receiving the glasses. Become a gold member and buy Clear Lens Movement glasses today and start your own kindness movement in your city. To support more kindness and this show, go to Clear Lens Movement.
www.thinkingdistractions.com. Thank you.